the um, the creator and a creator or you can equally theme it the work of God versus the work of Satan hallelujah Amen. the work of God versus the work of Satan or the creator and a creator oh Jesus thank you for your presence the creator or a creator so I'm going to be speaking on the creator or a creator and I would like you to be very attentive even as you listen even as the Lord speaks to you hallelujah Amen. oh come on hallelujah Amen. hallelujah Amen. so the book of Genesis chapter 1 the verse 1 Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the verse 2 says that in darkness and the earth was without form and it was void it was an empty waste and the spirit of the Lord hovered upon the surface of the deep and then in verse 3 the Lord said let there be light and Bible says that and the light came up and the verse 4 said the Lord saw that the light was good and he approved it hallelujah Oh, are you with me? Yes, Bishop. I know you have heard me severally speak in the, about the book of Genesis continually, especially Genesis chapter 1. However, I'm taking a new turn today also. So, God created the heavens and the earth. And then He created, after creating the heavens and the earth, the Bible makes an understanding in verse 2 that the earth was without form, the earth was void, the earth was an empty waste, it was shapeless in a form. And then God said, let there be light after the Holy Spirit has opened upon the surface of the deep. Now, one of the things you have to note here is that when God created the heavens, which happens to be the dwelling place of God, so, so to speak, and then we have the earth, which being the dwelling place of man, we see that there was no problem with the dwelling place of God. However, there was a problem with the dwelling place of man. Are we here? Yes, he created the heavens and the earth. There was no problem. However, there was a problem with earth. And was the earth was without form and it was void. There was a problem on earth. Only the dwelling place of man was there a problem. And instead of man to be able to solve that problem, man did not solve that problem. It took God to solve that problem of man. Are you here with me? Now, the reason why God solved the problem of man was simply because man wasn't created in the image of God at the time. Are we here? So man wasn't created in the image of God at the time. So God had to solve the problem of man for man. And then he said, let there be light. And after the light came forth, Bible said, and then he saw the light was good and he approved it. And he named the light day and he named the darkness night. And afterwards, Bible says again that, and then the firmament, he began creating the firmament. The land began to sprung up and then the birds and the trees and what have you. Now, one, one thing I want you to note here is that God say God. God. God God he then made man in his own image in Genesis chapter 1 the verse 27 and the 28 also speaks about how that he gave man authority and to subdue and to take uh, to be fruitful and to subdue the earth and to be dominate the earth are you here yes. so we see God now solving the problem of man in Genesis chapter 1 the verse 2 and the Bible says in chapter 2 verse 2 that and God rested for he rested from all the works that he has done 
Genesis 2 verse 2. God rested from all the work that he has done. Now, the word rest there doesn't mean that God slept. Because the Bible says he doesn't sleep nor slumber. So God doesn't sleep nor slumber. Now, when he rested, he did not rest because he was tired. He rested because he had finished creating. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. Bible says that in the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28, that our God does not go weary. God doesn't get tired. So there is no way God rested because he was tired of creating. No, God rested simply because he was done creating. Are we here? Bible again says that in the book of uh, John chapter 5, the verse 17, Jesus said, and my father is still working and I am working also. Are we here? So I want you to understand the fact that the fact that God rested doesn't mean that God is not working anymore. God is still working. Are we here? Yeah. Can we establish that fact? But the reason why God rested was because God gave the baton of creating to man. Hmm? God gave the baton of creating to man. So Bible says, and God created the heavens and the earth. And then the earth was without form and void. The Holy Spirit opened upon the surface of the deep. And then God said, let there be light. Light came. And then he began creating all other things that we see until the sixth day. So when he created everything, why did God rest on the third day? But why did God rest after he created man? That was because God was trying to denote something. He was trying to explain something to man because he had established a pattern of creating. But he wants man to follow that pattern. So then God being the creator, T-H-E, the creator. Now he, we being his sons and daughters, we have become a creator. Are we here? Say, I am a creator. I am a creator. It might be too big a word for some of you to use, but I will explain further. It's not heresy. No. The sovereignty of God is there. However, he has equally made us creators. Now let's open to the book of Genesis chapter 1, the verse 27 to the verse 28, and even 29. Verse 27 says that, And the Lord said, Let us make man in our own image, and male and female make he them. And the 28 says that, he said that, And then let them take dominion over the earth, let them multiply, let them be fruitful and multiply, and let them subdue the earth. The word subdue the earth means that they should make good use of the resources on earth in service to God and in service to man. Watch this. They should make good use of the resources that have been made available on earth for them in service to God and also in service to man. And then he told man in the verse 29 that use the plants to make food for yourself. Are we here? Is it in your Bible? Yes. 29, he told them that use the plants to make what? Food for yourself. Don't be distracted. <laughs> use the plants to make food for what? Yourself. Now, how do how does a man make food out of plants? We're talking about God now giving a job description to the chefs. They pick up plants and now they begin to make food. Is that not creating food? Yes. You take plants and now you are creating food. Because God did not just begin to create man. He created man from the dust of the earth. So if he picked dust and he created man, that was creation. And man can equally pick plants. And man begin to make food. That is another creation. So there was the creation of God and there was the creation of man. Are we here? Yes. So I'm just teaching you that God gave us the baton of creating. So what it has to do with Creating the world, God is, is He has completed the act of creating the world. He has placed the earth on its orbit at the right position that He doesn't need to do anything else again about the earth. And then He has given whatever must then go on to us to do. He has given the baton of creating to us. But what are we doing as believers? We are not creating at this point in time. 
I said it the other day at somewhere that uh, the microphone we are using currently was not even created by Christian. Are we here? It was created by people of the secular world. The glasses I'm using, some of you are wearing shirts currently. It was created by people, but not even Christians. Hallelujah. Are we here? Even the chairs we are sitting on currently were not even made by us Christians. Some Christians. The key was many of the things, the lighting that we are using and everything we see, most of those things were not even made by Christians, but they were made by people of the secular world. So ask yourself, if God has then made you a creator, what have you created? Or what are you creating? Begin to ask yourself that question. What have you created as a believer? The songs we come to sing here as worship leaders equally are songs being sung by other people. Where is your own song? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. When are we going to create our own things? The dance we even dance in church. They were created by people of the secular world, and then we copy it and dance in the church. Why can't Christians bring a new move? Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Come on, believers here at all. So, if, if unbelievers can begin to create challenges, and we see children of God, so to speak, people who go to church, and they are also partaking in those same challenges, without them creating their own challenge for the people of the world to also follow. And how pathetic it is to see believers following pathings of the devil, challenges of the devil, instead of creating their own pathing and creating their own challenges. So if God has given us the baton of creation, what are we doing? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 of the verse 1 to 2. Can we read it please? Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Bible says, and we have been encompassed with so much great cloud of witnesses. And he says in the verse 2 that laying aside every weight and sin that easily beset thee. Can you read it for us, please? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of So, you and I as believers, and even unbelievers, but mostly believers, I'm talking to believers here, we have been surrounded by so much great a cloud of witnesses. God has witnesses. There are witnesses looking at us as as believers to see what we will do. Okay, move on. Let us strip off every weight that that slows us down. So, let us strip off every weight that slows us down from being Christians and being creators. Especially the sins that so easily trips up all right you wait now what did we see if we are a creator and god is the creator and we are going to follow the pattern of god to create then we must be able to follow the way god created too right so before god was able to create anything that he began creating watch this god the father the son and the holy spirit were in agreement that was in chapter one verse one but and god created the heavens and the earth that was God. And then verse 2, we see the Holy Spirit hovering upon the surface of the deep. He was also introduced. And then verse 2, he says, God said, let there be light. Then Jesus Christ was spoken. He's a spoken word of God. So he was spoken. And then the earth was created. So God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, they were in agreement. Do we agree here? Yes, for sure. Even let us make man in our own image. Let us, three, three in one God. I've, spoke, I've taught you about who God is. And I've taught you about how three in one. Are we here? The Trinity. So, before God was able to create anything, there was an agreement. Okay? So, before you can create as a believer, there must be an agreement of your spirit 
of your body and of your soul or your body your soul your spirit must be in unity are we here then again before he created again he said let there be light he did not create in darkness he called forth light before he began creating are we here so you cannot create in darkness that was a path thing god placed down for us god placed a path in down for us that if we are going to be able to create then we must have light in other words we must have light are we here so if you as a believer you as a believer you are going to be creating there must be light you must be free from ignorance one you must be free from sin if you are going to be able to create perfectly, then it means you must be free from sin. Or are you here with me at all? Yes, you must be free from sin. That is what makes you a creator. You must be purified. Purity makes you a creator. You can't be a creator and create in sin. And you can't be a creator and create in ignorance. What are you going to create with if you don't have any information to create? Are we here at all? Are we here at all? Yes. So if you are a believer and you are going to be able to create, your spirit, your soul, your body must be in unison. And aside that also, you must have purity. You must have light. You must be light to be able to create. But he said, and the earth is in endless awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So if the earth waits endlessly for the, our manifestation of the sons of God, what are we doing? What are we manifesting? Ask yourself that what are you manifesting? The earth, the whole earth, the trees, the things we see on earth, the, the believers, the unbelievers, they are waiting for your manifestation. But what you are actually manifesting is sin. And whilst the earth is waiting for your manifestation, you are, you are messing up. What the earth is waiting for a manifestation, what, what you are manifesting is, is, is lying. That is what you are manifesting. But the earth is in earnest awaiting for your manifestation. And what they are waiting for, you are doing the opposite. Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, the verse 4, that a soldier in his service has no business with a civilian. And his sole contract or his sole purpose is to please the master. So if you be a soldier of Christ, you have no purpose or you have no business with the civilian. And your only purpose is to serve God. Are you here with me? Yes, Bishop. Oh, are you here with me? Yes. Now, if you're talking about serving God, we are not talking about uh, coming to church and come and preach and come and claim. No, no, no. There are different ways of serving God. Are we here? Yes, there are diverse ways of a believer being able to serve God. But you as a believer, being a soldier of Christ, you have no business dealing in the dealings of a civilian, which means that the place that civilians go, you as a soldier in service, you cannot go there. What do I mean by this? You as a Christian, you cannot be clapping like the unbelievers clap. No. We have no business in those things. It, it is not what it's not part of our job description. Our job description is found in Genesis chapter 1, the verse 28. Please read it. Let's have our job description. Mm-hmm. Verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Move on. 
Then God blessed them and said, So now God blessed them. God now gave them the job contract, the employment letter. And then what did he say? Be fruitful and multiply. So this is our job description. Fill mm -hmm. the earth mm -hmm. and govern it. Oh my goodness. Reign over the fish in the sea, mm -hmm. the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the year. So now begin to create. Alright? And now, what, what, what I want you to know here is that this is our job description. Something happened. Okay? Adam breached the contract. And then God gave another job description of man working to, 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 to suffer before he will sweat, before he will eat, and the woman will have difficulty when he conceived to when she's barefoot and maybe um, there will be pain, what have you. That was also another job contract because. Adam had broken, he, has, he had breached the contract. And then Jesus Christ came to pay for damages. And when he paid for damages, another job contract was given unto us. And I said, you shall stumble over, over scorpions and serpents, and they shall have you not. And you have power over um, all the powers of the darkness, over the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on to say, preach the gospel to every creature. So we see that our job description was given in several forms, based on what has, has happened. And clubbing is not part of our job description. Tell your neighbor, clubbing is not part of our job description. Making mistakes is not part of our job description. I told you the other day that we don't have the luxury of time of making mistakes. It is not part of our job description. We are we are called to create, and that is our sole responsibility. One. It is part of our job description to create as believers. And if we are doing anything contrary to that, then we are not doing the work of God. Are we here? Yeah. Now, if I'm talking about you being a creator, I'm not in any way saying that God is not needed. I'm not in any way saying that we are living our life devoid of God. We are living our life independent from God. No. Our life, our ability to be able to create is solely dependent on God. Why am I saying this? The Bible says He is the author and finisher of our faith. And if God be the author and finisher of our faith, it means that for us to even be able to create, the faith to be able to create was given to us by God. Are we here? Yes. Number two, if we are going to be able to create, the wisdom to be able to even create and write the vision down and make it plain and run with it was still given by God. So this being a creator doesn't mean that you are independent of God. We are still depending on God. But in this depending on God, God takes us to straight stages of life to bring us promotion. Tell me about promotion. promotion. Now, anytime the Lord wants to elevate any believer, he placed the believer in a problem. That is, to the man's eye, it's called impossibility. So anytime God wants, listen to me carefully, anytime God wants to elevate a believer, anytime God wants to bring maturity to the life of a believer, anytime God wants a believer to mature to the level of being able to create, he brings a problem that seems to be impossible, to be hopeless to the believer. So the believer can create his or her way out and then attain a promotion of creation. Oh, are we here at all? Yes, Bishop. Are we here? Yes, Bishop. <laughs> so we see believers saying that they prayed severally and it hasn't changed. The situation is worse, what have you. But can I submit to you that if you did not pray, the situation would have been much more worse than it is right now. Tell your neighbor, if you did not pray, the situation, the situation would have been much more worse 
than it is right now. What we do not see is that whilst we are praying, the situation is being handled, but our physical eyes are not able to see it at this point in time. But we must be assured of the fact that God is with us. And that problem that has been brought to us has been brought to us to elevate us. You know, if they overcome, you shall be given a crown of life. So there is a gift, there is a promotion given a man anytime a man overcomes a problem. You see, the thing is that God even believes in us, but we don't believe, believe in ourselves. The reason why God allows you to be placed in that problem is because he believes you are able to overcome the problem. He says that he will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear. So if God now believes that you can be able to bear that problem, it means that God believes you that you can be able to overcome. So we have no business disbelieving ourselves. Say, I believe in myself. Is it not mind striking that God that created us believes in us? If he doesn't believe in us, why did he even create us? If he doesn't believe we'll be able to go to that problem and come out victoriously, why has, it, why has he placed us there? He hasn't placed us there for us to die. He has placed us there to be able to be victorious, to grow, to mature. Say mature. mature. So what you are going through, it is a place God has placed you to be able for you to work for him. So as you work for him, you are created. So there is the work of God and there is the work of Satan. Now, anytime you find yourself in any impossible situation, ask yourself, if this was Jesus, how would he have solved it? Anytime you face any problem, ask yourself, if this is Jesus, how would he have solved it? So anytime I face any situation, any problem here, or here or there, anyone brings any problem, I ask myself, if this is Jesus, how would he have solved it? And I go, boom. I descend and I solve the problem as God leads me. Are we here? So, if you are able to bring possibility in any situation that is impossible, you are doing the work of God. Because it is only God. With God, all things are possible, right? So then, if that be the case, then you are doing the work of God. Now, understand that God did not become God because he was created. God is God before he began creating. So you are succeeded there, you are a God. Do you not know that ye are gods? So you are gods. Before you can even become, be, be, begin to create. And I will teach you a way to create. Because many of you are playing too much. Instead of you creating. Many of you have been employed by the devil. <laughs> Do you know the devil gives employment? And in this time, when the devil is given employment, the devil doesn't go, the devil doesn't wait in his office for you to come and look for employment. He, he looks for you to employ you. Okay. <laughs> Bible says that the devil finds work for the idle man, right? Yeah. So we know that there is the work of God and there is the work of Satan. So if the devil finds work for the idle man, it means that the devil gives work. He, what, he finds work. He gives work to the idle man. Now, which work? Which work? Obviously, the wages of sin is death. But the gift. Now let's get something here. The wages of sin work. The wages of sin work is death. But the gift, the gift of God is eternal life. You did not get to do that. You will get them. Hallelujah. So the wages of sin is death. Now get it here. Which is simply a remuneration paid to someone for uh, for labor. Or a reward given to someone for work done. Are we here? So that's wage. So which means that sin becomes work here. 
and the payment for which Satan who has employed you to do, what he gives you as payment is what? Death. Oh, are we here at all? Yes, So understand that Satan still gives employment. He, he, Satan pays. That's somebody, Satan pays. Satan pays. God also pays. God also pays. Yeah, but you must choose your, you must choose your pay. That's somebody, choose your pay. Choose your pay. Yeah, Satan pays. God also pays them, and his gift is eternal life. You must choose your pay. So when you go for a job interview, they tell you that, that in a job interview, that there is a particular um, range of remuneration to be given to you. So from 600 to 700 or to 1,000, and they tell you, okay, which one do you want to take? Tell us your price. Then you begin to bid for your pay. So uh, for me, with my qualifications and all that, I think I qualify for 2005, I qualify for 10,000, I qualify for $100, whatever it is. Then you begin to bargain with the interviewer. Are we here? Yeah. Then you are being paid. Equally, when Satan gives you employment, he pays you. Satan pays you. So understand that sin is work. Anytime you find yourself singing, know that you have been employed by the devil now get this that sin is not only when you are stealing sin is not only when you are fornicating sin is not when you are lying it's not only that but sin is simply going against the word of god so if god tells me to wear a white jacket today and i decide to wear a green jacket today i have disobeyed god therefore i have sinned the things we see in the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus is not only the sin we have on earth. Sin is simply going against the word of God. So if, if I disobey God by an instruction he has given me, then I have sinned. So if God says that do A, B, C, D, and you do otherwise, you have sinned. And then which means that the moment you begin to sin, you begin to understand that you are now working for the devil. Now, Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, the verse 6 to 7. Can we read it, please? He said, Be anxious for nothing, worry for nothing. But in everything, then God begins to give you his job description. In everything, give thanks. Make your request known to God. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything. So what is God saying? Come on, believers, what is God saying? Don't worry about so in the contract he has given you, he has given you what you should not do and what you should do. Okay, so when you begin to do what he has not told you to do, what are you doing? Yes. You, are, you are what? Sailing. Okay, so which means that you are doing what? You are working for the devil now. You are now employed by the devil. Okay, without any interview. Okay. <laughs> okay. Instead, pray about everything. But instead, this is what you are supposed to do. These uh, this are the instructions God has given you that he expects you to follow. But instead, do what? Pray about everything. Pray about what? About only some things? Everything. You see, the things that we even think that we are so confident to be able to solve are the things that we even mess up around. Okay. So he gives you a job description. Worry not. Be anxious for nothing. Your neighbor, be anxious for nothing. Why is he saying that? Because it is not his job description for you. His job description for you is for you to give thanks always. Give thanks always. And even if you are praying and it's not happening, he says, keep giving thanks and keep presenting your request. <laughs> keep giving thanks. Keep giving thanks. Never get tired of giving thanks regardless of what you are going through. Give thanks. 
give thanks. But be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Because why? That becomes the work of the Satan. You are working for Satan and that becomes sin. And how does it do? So that anxiousness, there is a pay to anxiousness. There is a pay to anxiety. There is a pay to worry. Satan pays you for that. Because anytime you become anxious, anytime you begin to worry, you, it leads you to depression. That depression being a sickness on it leads you to another sickness. And that sickness eventually kills you, right? So the wages of sin is what? And the anxiousness, worrying, thinking too much leads you to what? So, for, for you, it, it hasn't been listed anywhere emphatically that anxiousness is not a sin. So you think being anxious and taking too much is not a sin. It's a sin. I put it to you today. Because it goes against the word of God for you. So anytime you begin to worry too much, it means you are beginning to be working for God. Say, I will not work for I will not, I begin to work for the devil, sorry. I will not work for the devil. I will not work for the devil. No, I will not give him the same, same, same. Worry not, for cast your cares upon me, for I care. So anytime you begin to worry, you are doing what God has not asked you to do. You are taking his job from him. And the moment you take the work from God, you are doing the work of Satan. So anytime you are anxious, you are worried. Anytime you begin to worry like that, you are having faith in the power of the devil. And then you are having fear in the power of God. How are we here? You worrying and being anxious and thinking too much is you expressing faith in the power of the devil. Are we okay? And you getting anxious and fearing is you expressing fear in the power of God. Fear in a negative way. So you begin to trust that the work of the devil and the work of God. Say mercy. Mercy. Yeah. So whose work are you doing at this moment? <laughs> whose work are you doing? Ask your neighbor, whose work are you doing? We are called for all nations to be able to create. And yet what we are doing is to worry. We are worrying too much. We are thinking too much. We are thinking about how we will pay our rent. We are thinking about how we will eat. We are thinking about A, B, C, D. Why are you thinking too much? You see, I'm not, I'm not saying that limit yourself to think and create. You see, there is a level of thinking in fear and a level of thinking in faith towards God. Because anytime I want to have a prayer, I want, I want to do something, even a year is coming, I think about my plans. But that is me thinking in faith. I don't fear what I put down because I know God will help me achieve it. When I begin to think in fear, I am not doing the work of the, of the devil. So I write plans that are bigger than me. I write things that I have not even seen. So whose work are you doing? Anytime you are doing something, ask yourself, is this the work of God or is this the work of the devil? Who is giving me, who is employing me to do this work? So when you look at your life and the things that you've been involved in, you say that you've even worked for the devil and you've worked for God. As I said, the work of God is not only cleaning chairs and blah, 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 singing and blah, prayer and blah, blah, no, 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 no. Just obeying the instructions of God is you doing the work of God. And you not doing so is you doing the work of Satan. And you know that you have been paid by Satan, but you don't know. The delay that you are, you are having is also part of the payment that Satan has given to you. Because what does death do? 
If, if someone has stroke and a part of their body is dead, it slows them down. <laughs> so anytime there is a delay, understand that there is a death in a particular aspect. And you must ask yourself, who did I work for that warranted the payment of death? Are you here with me? Yes, sure. Some of you are beginning to think of the things you've done. <laughs> and how well the Satan has paid you. <laughs> I said Satan pays well. But you know, eventually leads to death. And equally God equally pays well. But eventually leads to life. In my last chapter, um, Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Verse 1 to 14. Now I want us to learn something from Ezekiel. Many of you have heard the story, but you do not know how Ezekiel was able to create here. Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14. Ezekiel 37, mm-hmm. verse 1 to 14. 14. Mm-hmm. The Lord took hold of me, mm-hmm. and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to the valley filled with bones. So this is Ezekiel saying that the Lord spoke to him and the Lord carried him and the Lord placed him in a valley of bones. This valley that he was placed in was full of bones. And what happened, please? He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground. So the bones were scattered. They were what? Scattered. This means that the bones were not placed in a particular order. You see, when you go to the cemetery, they have an order of burial. Mm? So you can see a person's skull on the skeleton. But in this situation, the skull was scattered somewhere. <laughs> Minister Godwin's skull is somewhere. The skull is on uh, someone else's skeleton. You see, it is, it is people's skeletons and their, their skull, their bone. Someone's hand is on someone's thigh. So their skeleton is somewhere it is being scattered. But what, what happened? Then he asked me, mm? son of man, mm? Can these bones become living people again? Can these bones become living people? It didn't say, can these bones come alive? Can this skeleton be right? But can these bones become a person? Can these bones become a person? Okay, move on. Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you only know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Oh, ye dry bones. Right. Let's, 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 let's end it because of time. Now, listen. Now, what happened was that <coughs> Ezekiel was placed in a situation. The Lord allowed him to be placed in a situation. In this situation, what was that? The dry bones, the valley of dry bones. Some of you do not know the intensity of how hopeless the situation of Ezekiel was. You see, first of all, the dry bones were without flesh. And if these dry bones were without flesh, it means it had no life. Aside the fact that it was without flesh and had no life, it was scattered. It wasn't easy that you find this bone here and okay, this is, this is the skeleton of Desmond. So it's normal, you can just put the flesh and then you raise it up. No, it was scattered. So when Ezekiel saw it, it was a hopeless situation. And he did not know how to solve it. And when God asked him a question, he said, Father, only the Lord. Ezekiel wanted to be very special. Ezekiel wanted to be smart in answering God. And what Ezekiel did was the father only down nowhere. He wanted God to solve his problem for him. But God was equally wise and said, no, I will teach you on the job. So even though Ezekiel said, father only down nowhere, God said, son, prophesy. He began to teach him what to do. So anytime you are facing any hopeless situation, do not expect God to come in for you. Expect God to teach you what to do. 
Are you here? Yes, the believers are coming you. So, 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 so. He faced the situation. And God was with him in that same situation. God wasn't absent. God was with him in that same situation. But what God did was not to solve the problem of man. Because at first, when God created the heavens and earth and there was a problem on the earth, he solved the problem because he hadn't created man in his own image at the time. But now that he has created man in his own image now, he's not supposed to come down and solve those problems. He has placed man there and given him authority to be able to solve those problems. So what he did was to teach Ezekiel on the job. What God does with you in that problem is to teach you on the job. And then, as he's teaching you on the job, you become a mentor. Now, imagine that, imagine that, imagine that um, Ezekiel gets someone who has faced that same problem, and the person comes. Ezekiel now begins to teach the person, and Ezekiel will be now begin to claim boss. But he had forgotten that at one point in time, he was also stranded, he was also confused, and God taught him. Are we here? Are we here? Bible says, and when, when Elijah uh, and, and his son Elijah were going before he was being captured by the chariot of fire, they met a sea. They met a sea. And Bible says, Elijah parted the sea into two equal parts. When he he was being catapulted already, or he was being um, taken to the heavens, or right by the chariot of fire, Elijah was coming back through that same route, and he met that same river. And what he did was he did what the father did. He also parted the Red Sea. Not the rest, sorry, the river Jordan. He passed the Jordan River and then he passed through. Are we here? Yes. So, what I'm saying is that anytime God places you in a situation, He actually wants you to make, He wants to make you a mentor. Are you here? Yes, Mr. So, if, I, if, if I'm able to heal, I can be able to impact others to be able to heal also. Are we here? If I have a problem with my hair and I become a barber, I could be able to help others and teach others how to become barbers too. So, see yourself more of a mentor in that situation than a victim. Tell someone I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I'm a mentor. I'm a mentor. I'm created to create. I am created to create. So, you see, when Ezekiel began complaining, God came in and began teaching him what to do. So, prophesy to these bones. Please read it for us. So, as he began, so as God speaks, Ezekiel also speaks. God taught Ezekiel how he, he created the world. So, Ezekiel was beginning to create life. And what did he do? This is what the sovereign will say. Mm-hmm. I am going to put breath in you oh and make you live again. He's beginning to teach Ezekiel what to do, how to create. And this is God teaching us also how to create in that situation we are in. I will put flesh and muscles on you and so now cover God you with skin. begins to put flesh on these skeletons that are scattered. Do you, do you understand how hopeless the situation was? I wish I had skeletons here to be able to demonstrate. Because it's, it's scattered, it's scattered. And then the, the skeletons now begin to know each other. Did they have ears to hear that this, did they have, the skeletons have eyes to see that this is my thigh, this is my leg, this is my rib, this is my skull. That was how hopeless the situation was for Ezekiel. I don't know how hopeless your situation is currently, but you see, it, it, it's not more hopeless than Ezekiel's one. Could you imagine even how confused the, the, the skeletons would have been? They had no sight, but they were supposed to they were expected to locate their spine. <laughs> this same skeleton who had no eyes were expected to locate their hands. Oh, 
when I met them, you know, song. understand about this song is that for if God speaks everything becomes quiet in my life but as God is speaking he's not speaking to make the thing quiet he's speaking for you to speak also when he speaks he's speaking for you to be able to learn and say the same things are we here now Amama Kuma to me here no he has spoken so you will speak and as you speak and the problem is solved so when you are expecting God to speak to you, expect an instruction. Huh? Expect an instruction. Ezekiel saw an instruction. Speak, and he began to speak that. Let flesh come. Let the bones begin to join. And they began joining. He began creating as God gave him utterance. Right now, I am teaching you how to create in that problem you are in. But probably you are even expecting me to come and come and lift my hands and place on you. I will not do that. I am doing the work of God right now. I am teaching you how to create. May I make a song? You see, when when Ezekiel was in that situation and he was also singing the same song, God spoke. But to his surprise, when God spoke, the bones did not begin to come closer. The, bones, the problem wasn't solved when God spoke. But when Ezekiel followed after the pattern of God, and then he also spoke as God spoke, the problem was solved. Get this straight. God was in that same problem with Ezekiel. But when God spoke, there was nothing that had changed. But when God spoke and Ezekiel followed with the speaking, then there was a change. Are you with me at all? So Ezekiel then began to say he can be a creator. He was creating in that same hopeless situation. And equally, you can be a creator right now. You can please. You can you can create right now also. I want to give you the opportunity to be able to create. Are you with me at all? I want to give you an opportunity to be able to create. Ezekiel was given an opportunity. He was placed. See, God allowed him to be placed in that hopeless situation. And when God spoke, the problem was being solved. As Ezekiel followed. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you are not even going through. But one way or the other, because you are a Christian, surely you will surely face some things ahead of time. And we are doing according to what we are having now and what we will ever face. You see, if you are always prayerful, you are in tune with the Holy Spirit and you don't make mistakes because whatever is about to happen, you already have information about it and you know how to overcome it. If you are always praying, you are always in tune with the Spirit of God. I will not say you make less mistakes. No, you do not make mistakes. Only provided that you do the work of God, you follow His instructions. So Ezekiel began to create. He then understood that he is a creator. I want you to know that you are a creator. You are created to create. You see, when God spoke, nothing happened. But when Ezekiel also spoke after him, things happened. And I'm speaking, you are quiet. I am a creator. 
I'm a creator. I'm a I'm creative. See, it is our week of creativity. comes from the word great. So we have the creation of men and we have the creation of God. So the God we see here are the creation of men. What are your creation? What have you created? Now, you see, when you when you're a fashion designer, there the, the, are templates of styles placed down and then they sell those templates as flyers. They sell it to you and you want those styles and they get to sew. But what about you creating your own styles for others to also follow? You see, you see, you see, you, you, you're always cooking banku for your husband, you're always cooking jollof for someone. But you see, can you create something new? Something they've not eaten before? My own recipe. Sausage stew, in your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to do something creative this week. Be creative this week. Think about something creative. Even at your job site, be creative. If your target is to meet 50 people, you can hit, you can exceed the bar. You can exceed the bar. You know, this is my week of creativity. What am I able to, I'm supposed to achieve in one month, I will achieve in one week. It's our week of creativity. If things were not solved, about six years now, things are not being solved. Within this week, things can be solved. Because it's our week of creativity. If that problem has been tiring for long, it can be solved this week because it's our week of creativity. Do I have greatness at all in the house? Yes, sir. Do I have greatness at all? Yes, sir. My goodness. Uh, I wish I had greatness who have faith. Let's read this book, this Mark chapter 5. The verse 36. Please listen carefully to it. Then I teach you to create. Mark 5 36, please. 36. Uh huh. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and mm -hmm. said, This is a remote place. And Mark it's already. 5, 36. Mark, Mark 5, 5 36. 36. But Jesus overheard them and said to them, Don't be afraid, just have faith. Amen. Okay. Now, my question says that overhearing jesus here he is overhearing but ignoring what he said so you are hearing the problems you are seeing the problem but ignoring what the problem is telling you so jesus overhearing them he ignored he chose he, it was a decision jesus christ made he chose to ignore the problem he chose to ignore what the people are saying that he, they are not he can they cannot make it they are useless all the abusive words that are being said to you by the devil or by any other person he, he chose to ignore them and what did he do then he said jesus said to the ruler of the signal god do not be seized with alarm or struck with fear do not see, do not stop being good by this thing that people are telling you do not stop being a creator by the thing that people are telling you you can't make it. You need capital to do this. No, no, no. So do not, do not be alarmed by what they are saying. But what do you do? Is that only keep on believing? Tell them, but only keep on believing. Only keep on believing. A creator must only keep on believing. When you pray for someone today and the person is not healed, you pray for them again. To believe in again tomorrow. Pray. Keep praying. It will happen. If you pray about a problem, it's not, it's not changing. 
keep believing and keep praying. Tell someone, keep praying. Keep praying. He said, ignoring what they are saying, ignoring what you are seeing physically, but what only keep believing. We are creating with this song. All eyes closed. Please hold your hands. All eyes closed.